6: I pledge to every citizen of our land that
7: I will be president for all Americans, and this is so important to me. Well, there are a lot of upsets since we last spoke to you, including that new intro put together by Derek Burns, our producer. Nice job, Derek. I like it. Um, and of course, there was that presidential election. I think we all saw that one coming, right? Uh, I don't think so. But I'm not sure we saw this one coming either. First, the Cowboys last weekend upend the Steelers, in Pittsburgh no less, and after the Steelers lost their last two games, and then, then well, Derek it up because there was this. Usually a fade to Gronkowski here. And all kinds of action in the end zone, they look for a flag, they see none. Any kinds of action in the press box, Ron, they have to talk you off the ledge after that one?
0: Not me, but a few other guys, uh, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't really view it as an upset, to be honest. Uh, I, I thought that uh, uh, these kind of games are going to be 50-50 games for the uh, for the Patriots, and frankly, for any other of the top what we consider the top teams in the league. I just think that this year, teams that people think are great are actually only good. And the people teams that are good are really mediocre, and the ones that are mediocre are odorous. My famous favorite favorite word. I just think that uh, because of that, every team's we've Minnesota got no offense, but they got a great defense. New England's got a great offense, no defense. So when they play each other, it's a 50-50 game, and I think Seattle came in, and they're 51.
7: Well, Goose, what is an odorous is your team. The Dallas Cowboys are on top of the NFL. So what's the bigger upset, Trump in the White House or the Cowboys in the penthouse? You, You
8: know, I could close my eyes in August and envision Trump in the White House. I could not close my eyes in August and envision the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, not after Tony Romo went down.
7: Wait a minute. You could close your eyes and envision Trump in the White House in August? How come the media couldn't? What were you tapped into that they weren't?
8: I was was watching the the public reaction to Bernie Sanders and Trump who were anti-establishment, anti-status quo.
7: Okay. Well, we're status quo here, a lot going on this week and a lot going on today from the Renai Studios, where we operate from, uh, which I'm happy to say is no upset. We have Hall of Fame candidate Jason Taylor in the house, along with former Super Bowl coach Jim Fossil, good friend of ours to talk, Dak Prescott. Uh, Hall of Fame voter Kevin Acey, another longtime friend of ours, is here to bring us up to date on the San Diego Stadium situation. And we also have another friend, foreign correspondent Ulysses Harada of Mexico City, to tell us about Monday's Raiders-Texan game in his house, which be, would be Estadio-Azteca. But we opened the show with one of the biggest upsets in modern political history, and that one got me to thinking. Um... Would you compare this to in, oh, what would you compare it to, let's say, in the NFL? And my guess is that we would all roll out probably Super Bowl three, which, remember, in high school was the biggest upset in Super Bowl history. So let's just take that one off the table, guys. Uh, now, give me a, a game or a play, player trade, I don't care, retirement, anything, um, that caught the country, you, the media, by as much surprise as last week's presidential election at least caught everyone but Goose by surprise so Goose I'll start with you Uh, the NFL as I said goes through your city these days so what's comparable to this in the NFL?
8: Okay I was at the RCA Dome in November 1997 to see the defending Super Bowl champion Packers play the 0-10 Colts without their quarterback Jim Harbaugh Packers had Brett Favre, Colts had Paul Justin Marshall Falk rushed 116 yards. The Colts held down to the football for almost 37 minutes for a 41-38 upset. But more memorable than the upset itself was how the Colts won. Justin completed a 28-yard pass to his tight end Ken Jilger, giving the Colts a first down at the Green Bay 1 with with a minute 22 left. What happened next was remarkable. Justin took three consecutive knees to wind the clock down, and Kerry Blanchard kicked a 20-yard field goal as time expired for the win. The Colts were not going to give the ball back to Brett Favre with any time left on the clock. That, my friends, was a Trump-like upset.
7: Ron, how about you? That's a big one. Uh, but uh, Mine
0: is uh, Jim Brown's retirement in 1966 and the fact that he stuck with it. At the time he quit, he was 29 years old. He'd led the league in rushing eight times in nine years. He was coming off a 1,544-yard rushing season in which he'd scored 21 touchdowns and averaged 110 yards a game. But he'd had enough of the NFL and more than enough of Art Modell, and that was it. We hadn't had enough of Jim Brown, but he was gone, and he didn't never came back. And I, that was a stunner.
7: Well, speaking of stunners, um, I'm going to go with the second half of that Buffalo-Houston playoff game in uh, 1992. I guess was the season was uh, where the Bills rallied from that 30.2-point point deficit to win without Jim Kelly, without Thurman Thomas, and without Defensive Player of the Year Cornelius Bennett, who was a terrific linebacker. And we've had Marv Levy on this. Show to talk about it, and uh, he spoke in great detail about what happened there. But <laughs> when Houston cornerback Chris Dishman was asked what happened afterwards, I you know if you guys remember this. He said, "What happened? Biggest choke in history." Now, I I don't know about that, but what I do know is when the Oilers were ahead 35 to three, uh, a Hall of Fame voter and friend of the show, John McClain turned to then Oilers PR director, Chip Name, And, of course, we know both these guys now in the press box. And he asked him, um, could you make a reservation for me uh, next week in the William Bowling Penn Hotel in Pittsburgh? And, of course, that was the hotel that was hosting the media for the next week's divisional playoff game between the Steelers and the winner of the Oilers-Bills game. And I remember Chip is saying, I knew then we were doomed. Well, that's how certain that game was until, of course— It wasn't.
8: Speaking of you, said let's go back to Heartbreak City. The Astrodome, 1993. The Oilers were rolling with Warren Moon in the run and shoot, winning the AFC South with a 12-4 record, claiming the second seed in the playoffs. They had the first round by and hosted Kansas City in what everyone figured would be a mere stepping stone to the AFC title game against Buffalo. Wrong in what turned out to be the swan song of Hall of Famers Joe Montana and Marcus Allen. The Chiefs upset the Oilers. And Derek Thomas, Neil Smith, and a frenzied Kansas City pass rush certainly upset Moon, sacking him nine times. That was
7: an upset. Wow. I was at that game. That was a good game. Well, another memorable,
0: uh, <laughs> another <laughs> memorable upset to me was uh, the upset everyone felt when uh, the HC of the NYJ came to his welcoming press conference and said, Goodbye. That was <laughs> so upsetting that the Jets uh, nearly killed themselves. And, uh, uh, of course, changed two franchises. History, New England and the <laughs> and the uh, uh, the Jets. They thought they had a coach, and, and lo and behold, the Patriots had a coach. That was a stunner. Nobody would have called that.
7: It was also bizarre, don't you think? About well, it was really bizarre.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was. A, Did
8: you say uh, Bill Belichick though?
0: <laughs> I don't know if you were there, Clark, that day. But when Gutman, uh, uh, Steve Gutman, lost his mind, <laughs> if you remember, after that, and he gave the Gettysburg Address, of, implying that Coach Belichick needed to be put into a booby hatch. That was. Uh, <laughs> It was insane. It was one wild night. Little did I know how my life was going to change into the mostly negative.
7: Well, speaking of one wild night, how about the 2011 AFC playoff, guys? You remember that? Hey, hey, Derek, cue it up because maybe this would help. And here we go. First snap of the overtime.
9: The Broncos have been in three overtime games this year. They won them all. Got him.
3: It's Thomas at the 50. Sticker got him free to the 30, to the 20. Thomas to the 10. Denver's going on the New England. They oh! win
10: it on the first play of overtime.
7: Yes, sir We Take that, Merrill Hodge. Listen, that was Tim Tebow throwing an 80-yard touchdown pass on the first play of overtime, sure to Demarius Thomas to win the playoff opener for Denver. And all I know about that game is that, in the days and weeks leading up to it. We were told by everyone that, ah, Tim Tebow can't play this sport, ah, Denver has no chance with him, ah, he has nothing more, and then, oh, uh, he's nothing more than a circus act waiting for the next drain seal. Anyway, apparently, uh, they were wrong. With that pass, he beat the defending AFC champions and turned, the uh, drumbeaks of critics, uh, who said he can't play into, what, Gooseman, like, what, crickets? Something like that? Anyway. You want upsets? That was a big one right there.
8: Ron, how do you get beat by a baseball player?
0: <laughs> That's a good point. I was actually at that game, and I remember sitting there as he launched that thing, and, and it sort of hit you about halfway, as it was halfway down the field. He's going to catch this thing, and they're not going <laughs> to catch him, and they're coming to New England. And I know that, along with Tim Tebow, everybody in New England was going, thank you, Jesus! <laughs> 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 Greatest
7: thing ever happened to the Patriots. Remember, that was the first year, guys. I think they had the, the new overtime rule, and so they were explaining what happens. <laughs> he throws the first pass. And Thomas takes it to the house. You go, okay, now what happens next? Do they get the ball? No, the game's over. Oh, you mean uh, Pittsburgh doesn't get the ball back? No, the game's over. The game was over. And it's like, whoa, that was stunning. Um, because apparently, you know, we were told he can't get the ball forward. And, of course, Ron, you know what happened next week in, um, oh, yeah. what a beating. New England. Jesus could not pretty. help him.
0: Jesus yeah. could not help him in that
7: <laughs> game. Jesus, Jesus took that weekend off. Yeah, looked more like Steve Sachs at second base. Well, I'll tell you what isn't an upset. What we must do next, which is to go to commercial. But when we return, we're going to try to figure out what and where the Chargers' next move is. With Hall of Fame voter Kevin Acey, this is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance.
5: When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new conference tables, and chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your medical practice is growing fast and you have more patients than you have room for, you need to start, well, making some room, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new exam tables and stools, x-ray machines, and microscopes quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com.
11: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Big Jim and three pancakes for 89 cents.
4: I don't care what you call them, pancakes, flipjacks, jacks, flap cakes. The point is, at Burger King, you can get a stack of three of them for 89 cents. What kind of deal is this?
11: Uh, a great one? Fill up on three golden pancakes for 89 cents. This is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get three pancakes for 89 cents only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary.
12: Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai tankless water heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products.
3: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's
10: 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Access.org, Number 3030.
6: Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then... Wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense.
13: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were.
7: Talk of Aim Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you know something? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, there were a couple of significant elections last week, one of which determined our next president, and the other which was uh, supposed to determine where the charges play next. Well, we have our president-elect, but what we don't have is a new stadium in san diego for the bolts a referendum there would have produced a new home in downtown san diego i think it was near petco park uh and it didn't pass uh provoking this question now what well to help us with that answer we've asked hall of fame voter kevin Acey of the san diego union tribune here to help us out kevin good to have you back
2: that's gotta scare you guys uh, hall of fame voter that someone like me would be joining
3: your rank <laughs> well that's wow but well let,
7: let me ask you that question So now what? I mean, the Chargers don't have a new stadium in San Diego. I know they could go to L.A., except uh, everything I hear, that uh, they're ambivalent about sharing a stadium with Stan Kroenke. I understand that, uh, particularly as a tenant. But um, also people there tell us there's little or no interest in that city for them. So, I mean, what happens now? What are the Chargers' options?
2: We wait, and we're probably headed toward a November 2018 Vote and that would be the midterm election. Uh, they don't want to do a special election, low voter turnout for those things, and also no vote turnout. So, they want to, you know, obviously give this one more try at least. As you alluded to, they don't want to be in Los Angeles, they want to be in San Diego, and perhaps. More importantly, the NFL does not want them to be in Los Angeles, wants them to be in San Diego. There really is no option. And one of the things that has infuriated me is this thing was beaten soundly, but we knew it would be beaten soundly. And now Dean Spanos, the chairman of the Chargers, says he's going to wait until after the season to make a decision. Well, look, we know that's not true. That's fine. But he isn't pledging his allegiance again to San Diego. This town that he has said, that he's trying to leave right that was what all of 2015 was about and then oh hey i want to stay but we're going to put out this measure that we know has no chance um because it needed two-thirds that's not how you know the thing boats don't get two-thirds look at what just happened in uh arlington for the rangers i mean these things historically barely get a majority if you get 55 60 percent, that's a huge victory so we knew this was going to happen and they knew they were going to try again and I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little impatient, but I, I I just want to hear that for once that the Chargers actually really do want to stay here and are going to work with the city of San Diego with more than their handout. Because Dean Spanos has said, hey, for 15 years he's been working, but but he's been working with his, hey, what can you guys do for me? And that's just not the way things are anymore. The stadium building boom is is over, and it's certainly not the way that things are in San Diego.
8: Yeah, but Kevin, 42%, I mean, <laughs> that, that's barely a third. You want two thirds? Are you surprised at all the, the vote wasn't any closer?
2: Well, I'll tell you this. Um, that was about what I predicted. Uh, and And also this, the models that both sides, that means the Chargers too, the models they did going in with this voter turnout, it is virtually exactly what they expected. Now, Here's the thing. They were asking for two-thirds, and, and and this goes into this big convoluted thing. The Chargers were asking for a tax hike. Now, look, of course, their argument was it was a hotel tax hike. Uh, tax hike. Look, we, we don't approve tax hikes here. In 2003, after these fires ravaged San Diego, we voted down a tax hike for more firemen. We don't do tax hikes here. And so we knew it wasn't going to get it, and the Chargers – couldn't really campaign all that hard. I know this sounds ludicrous, guys, but they couldn't campaign all that hard. What they found is every time they made gains, as in they got up to like 48%, um, they in their polling, because of whatever advertising or the team won or whatever it was, then guess what? The opposition also made gains in hard no votes because then the opposition – threw up you know some more ads they uh, got out some more emails to the press they had some more rallies or whatever no one thought this was going to pass so the opposition barely spent any money and it was for a tax hike now what they would be going for in november of 2018 is money out of the general fund we could get into a huge argument about which was us uh, smarter as in was it smarter to, for the citizens of san diego to have um, people staying in hotels from out of town pay for a stadium or to be smarter to have money from the general fund. Well, I'll tell you this, the way that the city of San Diego's leaders want to do this is money from the general fund. And the way they argue is the $15 million a year they're using right now to maintain this decrepit old Qualcomm stadium is largely the money they'll use for another stadium in Mission Valley. And there brings up another facet. This was for a downtown stadium. Most people, or uh, I shouldn't say most people, but there is a large faction that don't want it downtown. They wanted a Mission Valley. That includes the city leaders. The mayor was virtually the only person among city politicians to be in favor of yes. And that his his um, endorsement came one month before the election. And everyone knew that it was like a, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to push for this. But the reality is I just want to show that I'm all, that I want the Chargers to stay, and that we'll work for something later in 2017. So, look, 43% should not be read into too much.
0: Kevin, what is the the mood? Do you think of people in general in San Diego and the football fans? It seemed like a year ago they sort of thought that the Chargers were leaving, heading to LA, and then they didn't. Do they not believe now that they'll leave? Do they not care whether they stay or go?
2: Well, if we're, it's a little bit of both. I mean, certainly. Uh, The way the team has gone with their on-field performance, the big push where they outright said they were trying to leave for Los Angeles, that hurt a lot of people. And then, of course, you know – the, the, the Chargers, whatever, say they're staying. They sort of say they're sorry. That wins a lot of people back. But then the measure was sort of, you know, half-assed. And so some people are really mad. Plus, we're following 4-12 and 12 with now a team that presently is 4-6. and six. So all of this conspires to they're averaging uh, 55,000 people a game, which is 11,000 down from last year. It's basically eight or 9,000 down from any of the past 15 years. There's a heck of a lot of empty seats. TV ratings are down all over, but they're down in San Diego in particular. And this has always been a very popular thing. This is San Diego's team, uh, far and away bigger than uh, the Padres or San Diego State. And so it really does show up. And, and that is, there's a little bit of apathy right now. I don't think that that is anything that cannot be overcome, first of all, by winning. We all know what the greatest marketing is, all right, and by the Chargers committing to San Diego getting all – look, the entire city council was against this measure. They, there are – I mean, I have a few of them on record and some other ones saying that, hey, if there is something that is like this, this, and this with their bullet points, then they can support it. If they get a majority of the city council on board along with the mayor, labor is already on board, many of the businesses. If it's not downtown, then the big lobby, the hoteliers, the hotel owners downtown, they opposed this. They won't be against it. They may even be for it. This is almost, believe me, there are people in Chargers Park that acknowledge this and certainly in city government and business leaders. It is almost a no-brainer, a guarantee that if they put together this thing like I have described, this coalition, that it will be approved. So the bottom line answer your question is most people believe the Chargers are going to stay here. It's just a matter of how do we get there.
7: Kevin, quick question here. Uh, we've got about 30 seconds left. If they're going to stay, where is it going to be? It's gonna be downtown. It's gonna be Mission Valley.
2: Mission Valley, on the site of the current stadium, and that just you just keep hearing that increasingly, Clark. Where where it was a you know no, wherever the Chargers want, no. Everywhere from Park Avenue to San Diego, I'm hearing now that look, Mission Valley is where it's gonna end up. The Chargers still say no, though.
7: Okay, okay, Kevin. Thanks so much for the time and best of luck keeping that team home for the new year.
2: <laughs> hey, thank you very much, guys. See ya.
7: See ya. Thanks. Ken. That was Hall of Fame voter and San Diego Union Tribune columnist Kevin Acey. Coming up next, former Miami great Jason Taylor. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
5: This is Billy White Shoes Johnson, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. When you're opening a new office location but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new conference tables, and chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your business is construction and you get a big job that has to be done in record time, you need to get the ball rolling, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy enough sheetrock and lumber, steel, and other materials quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com.
11: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Big Jim and three pancakes for 89 cents.
4: I don't care what you call them, pancakes, flipjacks, flapcakes. cakes. The point is, at Burger King, you can get a stack of three of them for 89 cents. What kind of deal is this?
11: Uh, a great one? Fill up on three golden pancakes for 89 cents. This is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get three pancakes for 89 cents, only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary.
3: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's
10: 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. MLS Consumer access.
13: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge.
7: The Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, we said we'd be getting to Jason Taylor, and we will now. Jason was a star defensive end, as you all know, for 15 years, almost all of them in Miami. We're a six-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro, Defensive Player of the Year, Walter Payton Man of the Year, and an All-Decade Choice. Ranked six sixth in career sacks, the all-time leader in fumble returns for touchdowns, and leads all defensive linemen with nine career scores. Now, of course, he's a candidate, as we've told you, for the Hall of Fame's Class of 2017, and he's here with us today. Jason, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Jason, I, I certainly went down a litany of accolades there. Um, it's long, but uh, that's who you were and who you are as a player. Of all of those de- accolades, which one is the most meaningful to you? oh wow um, I mean there's so
14: many great moments and and things I was fortunate enough to, to be a part of and, and be awarded but I think the man of the year is probably the one that stands out the most. um it's kind of the culmination of what you do on the field and and the impact you're making off the field in your community um, the leadership you show in your team and, and in your talent and really representing the league as a whole so that was that was very very meaningful in two thousand and seven when i when I won that and it was you know ironically it was coming off of a 1-15 season so as as football was was kind of at its bottom for me team-wise with the the record being the way it was to to be able to have the man of the year to, to lean back on and say you know what regardless of what's going on in the game I think the impact you're making in, in, in people's lives is, is a lot more important. So it really kept things in perspective for me.
8: Jason, you're a first-time eligible for the Hall of Fame in 2017. We've had players on our show, Brett Favre among them, who said they never gave the Hall of Fame a thought. How about you?
14: Um, well, I mean, for Brett, he didn't have to think about it. It was a given, I think. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 do, uh, you know I, I agree with Brett. I, I, really, I don't think about it much at all now. I didn't think about it when I played. And I wanted to be the best at what I did um, every week, and it was—it wasn't just every week. It was—it was every day at practice. It was every every meeting that I went into. Um, every rep I took an individual drill, and and I coach youth football now, and I tell the kids the same thing. It's just—it's the winning habits that I try to create, and and I focused on those things every day, and just kind of went out there and did my thing. And, and you hope your resume stands up for itself, and you know it represents what you did in the field, but it, it's never. It's never really in, the, in your mind. It's, you know, the only thing you're chasing as a player, at least for me, was was the championship. And, you know, the, the Hall of Fame, the, the money that you make, all those things kind of come secondary to just trying to win.
8: You know, Jason, the one stat that jumps out at me on your resume is not your 139.5 sacks, which is quite impressive. It's the 48 career force fumbles. Bruce Smith played four more years than you did and had only 45. Lawrence Taylor had 33, Kevin Green 27, Michael Strahan 23. How did you master that art?
14: Well, that was something I worked on all the time, and we did it as a team. I mean, the the coaches that I had a chance to play for, you know, Clarence Brooks, who, who may rest in peace, passed away not long ago, but we worked at it every day in practice. We'd have a, a quarterback dummy that had a little arm on it with the ball being there, and and I, and I try to tell young guys nowadays, you don't have to hit the quarterback and take him to the ground for it to be a sack. If you knock the ball out of his hands, it's still a sack, and now you have a chance to make a game-changing play. So it was, for me, it was always yes, trying to trying to win downs, trying to win series, but find a way to affect the game and and really change the outcome of the game. And it's been preached forever by every coach I've ever been around, and and every media person talks about it. the The turnover battle in the game and how important that is. So it was. I was always. I was always a ball hawk, and I, I worked at it every day. I, mean, I, I worked at it in practice, you know, pregame, um, all the time, and it was just one of those things where you practice good habits long enough and you play hard enough, and sometimes they, they happen to come your way.
8: Jason, I, Derek Thomas, I covered him as a player, and he told me he watched <laughs> a lot of film of Chris Dolman on the strip move, and Derek was very good, of course, at getting the ball out. Did you watch film of anybody?
14: Um, I watched a lot of guys that you mentioned in, in the question with Strahan, um, obviously Bruce Smith, everything Bruce Smith did, Derek Thomas, you know, and just an amazing player and, and uh obviously gone too soon. But I watched a lot of those. Willie McGinnis, a lot, a lot of guys that, that rushed the pass here. I tried to find guys that were a little little lighter, a little smaller because when I came in the league obviously defensive ends were much bigger. So I was kind of I was kinda of, I was really different compared to a lot of the other guys. And then you start to find out ways to to figure out where the ball's gonna be. So I'd watch tape on quarterbacks' release points, kind of where the ball is and in, in, in the slot, whether it's down by their by their shoulder, up by their ears. Some guys had a wind up where they would take the ball back pretty far. So, you know, in that fraction of a second where you're turning the corner, or you're rushing him, and you see him getting set to throw. You know, you kind of through film study and preparation, you kind of know, okay, I'm going to go for the sack, also for the strip, and this is really where his his release point is. And you know you kind of become efficient doing that it, it's really it's cool to to sit back and find it on film and then point it out to guys and, and you get some young guys that look at you like you have a hole in the side of your head and they're like what are you talking <laughs> about release point point? and then they start to see how it, how it comes to fruition and they're like wow that's pretty darn
7: cool we're speaking with former dolphins great and now hall of fame candidate jason taylor on the talk of fame network and this is pretty darn cool you can find us at com or on twitter at at Talk of Fame Net. And Jason, I, I know you said you didn't think about or don't think about the Hall of Fame all that much, but we're going to ask you to for just a second. If you were to stand in front of Hall of Fame voters today, what would you tell them about yourself? Well, that's so unfair. <laughs> <laughs> that's
14: such a, such a hard question to answer. I'm, I'm so not that guy, but what, what would I tell them? Um, I'd probably say please to start off with. And then, uh, you know, look, I went to work every day, tried to perfect my craft every day and kind of beat the odds of of being able to make it as a 240-pound defensive end, you know, playing in the three-point. So that was something I took a lot of pride in. Um, I worked at it. I think I affected the teammates around me, and that was really, really important to me was to help to help make the guys around me better, whether it be through throwing a double team or or having a game plan set to, to kind of neutralize me. I always wanted to elevate the play of guys around me. I brought my I brought my best every week. I think I went nine and a half years without missing a game. And it wasn't because it wasn't because I shouldn't have missed a game. I just always took pride in being there, being available, and, and being what I thought was was one of the best to you know to go out there and put the effort forward. I wasn't always the best player on the field, but I certainly was going to play longer and harder than anybody else out there.
8: Yeah, Jason, I covered um, Jimmy Johnson here in Dallas. And I knew him to have one of the keenest eyes in football in the evaluation of talent. He he found Zach Thomas in the fifth round in 96, found you in the third round in 97. Both you guys went on to become all-decade players. How did Jimmy Johnson shape your career as a coach?
14: Uh, In every way, really. I mean, first of all, drafting me as a a small player coming out of Akron, kind of not having a position. And that was, I remember getting to Miami and asking him where I'm going to play. And he said, "Your hands going to be in the dirt, and just don't worry about the call. Don't worry about all the other stuff going on. Just play hard and find the football." And really early on in in camp, the uh, the guy ahead of me got got an injury, and Jimmy threw me in there as a starter my rookie year in camp. And like, look, it's just go. He had the confidence in me to let me just learn on the fly a little bit, make some mistakes, not really understand the game yet, and but instilled that 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 confidence that you know he has my back the players believe in me and and he thinks i can do this and and obviously jimmy johnson's name was huge when i came in and and uh you know to have that confidence from my head coach meant a lot and then the psychological games everyone talks about the psychological games that jimmy plays and you know how how smart of a guy he is and he had a knack for pushing buttons calling you out sometimes by name sometimes by example and where everybody in the room knew exactly who he was talking to and uh I think I think that fear of God a little bit that I had of, of Jimmy early on kept me on a straight path and, and kept me working and grinding every day.
7: Hey, Jason, uh, we're out of time, but thanks so much for stopping by and good luck with your Hall of Fame candidacy. Thank you. It's all my pleasure. That was former Dolphin star Jason Taylor. Up next, why a former Rams star deserves more than he's gotten from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico.com. Hi,
5: this is O.J. Anderson, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new conference tables, and chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your medical practice is growing fast and you have more patients than you have room for, you need to start, well, making some room, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new exam tables and stools, x-ray machines, and microscopes quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com.
12: Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products.
6: Welcome to GEICO's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to GEICO. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't a the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? GEICO Motorcycle. Savings that make sense.
13: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game.
7: Talk of Fame Network, sponsored by GEICO. With just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Hey, guys, I don't know if you saw it or were aware of it, but uh, during halftime of that Monday game between the Giants and the Bengals, they honored former Giants GM and friend of the show, Ernie Corsi, uh Justin Tuck, and Tom Coughlin at MetLife Stadium, and they put all three of them in the Giants' ring of honor, which they should have. I mean, they're decorated guys, and the fans loved it. And then afterwards, uh, Sean McDonough of ESPN said something about Tom Coughlin going to Canton, but he went more than that, he, he just he took it a little bit farther saying that if it were up to him Tom Coughlin would be in the Hall of Fame now I, I hear the same thing from Giant fans everywhere up here in the Northeast mostly because uh, Tom Coughlin won two Super Bowls but Goose, I mean Tom Flores won two uh, so Jimmy Johnson, George Seifert Mike Shanahan, all friends of the show and they're not in the Hall so
8: why should Tom Coughlin jump the line? Well, he shouldn't. It's that simple. You know, I advise all those TV commentators to raise the bar and only declare coaches Hall of Fame bound after they've won three Super Bowls. Two rings clearly haven't been enough. You know, and after Belichick, I'm not sure who the next coach with the bus is going to be. Jack Del Rio. (laughs) 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 That's way the five years put him in this week.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Jason Uh, Well, uh, There you go. Well, uh, uh, guys, you know, Tom Coffin was a dear friend of Sean's father, Will McDonough. Uh, they went way back, you know, during his years at BC and even before then. So I think that's probably is fueling some of it. But you mentioned George Seifert Clark, and you know him well, obviously, from covering his teams. But look, uh, Tom Coffin has a consistent career winning percentage of f- 531. That's what it was in Jacksonville. That's what it was with the Giants. That's what it is for his career. Whereas Seifert is 648. He took uh, Tom took nine out of 20 teams in the playoffs. Seifert took seven out of 11. I'm not saying Seifert belongs in the Hall of Fame. I don't think he does. But if you're going to look at those two resumes, how do you pick Tom Coughlin? You don't.
7: Yeah, right. No, That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, Well, another guy who's not in Canton uh, was the subject of a State Your Case piece that, Ron, you wrote this week on our website, TalkOfFameNetwork.com, and that's former Rams guard Dennis Herrera. Interesting piece. You ought to look at it, as I said, at TalkOfFameNetwork.com. And, Ron, let's see what you like about him. Well, Dennis Herrera has a lot
0: of things uh, working against his candidacy for the Hall of Fame, but one of them is not that he wasn't a great football player. You may wonder what other criteria can there be for enshrinement in Canton beyond greatness. Well, the answer is twofold. Don't play offensive guard and don't fail to win the NFL championship. Uh, Over 68% of all Hall of Fame inductees, as we've talked about, played on teams that have won either the NFL title or the Super Bowl. Of the 271 players inducted, only 13 were pure guards. Some of these guys played tackle as well or played all three interior positions. That's 4.79% of all inductees were pure guards. Uh, those hard numbers do not mean there is no Hall of Fame case for Dennis Harrow, who was so proficient in offensive guard during his 13 seasons with the Rams that he was selected to their 40th anniversary team, as well as being named to six Pro Bowls. He started for 12 seasons in L.A. after apprenticing his rookie year under Joe Scabelli. Beginning in 1976, when he started all 14 games next to future Hall of Famer Jackie Slater, he would start 144 of the remaining 154 games of his career, only missing when he was injured. He was a unique blend of power and speed. He ran a 4.840 and bench-pressed 500 pounds like the goose. It was a time when the game valued mobility in offensive linemen more than mass, and he had both. His physical dominance made him, along with Slater, the anchor of a Rams line that finished in the top 10 in rushing 10 times in 12 seasons and twice led the NFC in rushing yards. Running behind that line, Eric Dixon led the NFL in rushing three times in four years and set the all-time rushing record of 2,105 yards in 1984, which still stands. During Dennis Harris' time in L.A., the Rams won six uh, NFC West titles. They played in five conference championship games and in Super Bowl 14, in which they lost to the Steelers 31-19 after leading 19-17 in the fourth quarter. Might his Hall of Fame fate be different had the Rams won that day, or had they reached one or two more Super Bowls? I would say so, but we will never know. All we know is Dennis Harris was one of the best offensive linemen of his time and was never once had never once has had his credentials debated by Hall of Fame voters. His resume makes you wonder why.
8: Yeah, Ron, Jason Taylor goes to six Pro Bowls. He's a favorite for the class of 2017. Dennis Herr goes to six Pro Bowls. He can't get a sniff. Right. How do we fix this?
0: Yeah, well, I think the problem is stats. You know, if you're a pass rusher, you have stats, gaudy stats. And if you're an offensive lineman, you know, you have a headache every every Sunday. And that's that's <laughs> the problem. There's no real measuring stick, especially for interior
7: linemen, uh, centers, and guards in particular. 2 Ron, don't you stay at Dennis Harris' place in Las Vegas? Harris? <laughs> oh, no, yeah, right. I stay at Harris anyway, all the time. There you go. Big success. Anyway, that's, the, <laughs> that's <laughs> the signal the first half is almost over. or Maybe it's a signal that Jeff Triplet's throwing another player out of the game, but I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a two-minute warning, which means our two-minute drill is next. Ron, you got this week's questions. Let's get to them.
0: Here we go, boys. Justin Simmons, Justin Dresher, or Justin Bieber?
8: Get on America's team's bandwagon. Cowboys linebacker Justin Durant. Uh,
7: no. Justin Trudeau, head of the next sanctuary country. (laughs) That's a good one.
8: Is the Legion of Boom back booming? Back in a big way. Sunday night was the biggest smackdown of a favorite since the election.
7: Yeah. Ask Rob Gronkowski. That is, if he can breathe. (laughs) The New York Giants have won six games
0: by a margin of 3.5 points per game. Are they efficient or lucky?
8: It's that magical Eli that Giants GM Jerry Reefs keeps talking about.
7: Yeah, it's lucky. Close does not mean good. Who's more upset about the ascension of
0: Dak Prescott? Tony Romo or his best bud, Jason Garrett?
8: Romo, he just lost his seat alongside Garrett on a plane to North Carolina for Duke basketball games.
7: <laughs> nah, I think it's Jerry Jones. He's wearing a t-shirt that reads, I spent $100 million and all I got was a clipboard holder. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: Vikings are the first team to start 5-0 and and then go 0-4. What's gone wrong with Mike Zimmer's Vikings?
8: An offense that can't run or block? That makes for a long afternoon for your defense, as great as it it. may
7: be. You got it, Goose. No line, no backs, no chance. Will the struggling Panthers make the playoffs?
8: Are you talking Pitt, Florida, or Carolina Panthers? The answer is no across the board.
7: Uh, Only if it's NFL Jeopardy, and the answer is most disappointing NFL team in 2016.
0: Who will Cam Newton blame if they don't make it? The referees, the media, or himself?
8: The Panthers are three and six. Cam is no longer consequential. It doesn't matter what he thinks. Next question. (laughs) Are the Titans truly Titanic, or will they sink like the Titanic? When the ball is in the hands of DeMarco Murray, the Titans are indeed Spartans.
7: Uh, I'm not sure, but pass the word. Women and children first.
8: (laughs) Are the Packers in free fall? Welcome to Parody, Cheeseheads. You knew the chart Lions couldn't stay down forever.
7: Nope, they're in denial. They should P-A-N-I-C.
8: Redraft. Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota? Mariota. I measure my quarterbacks by the quality of their throws, not the quantity.
7: Agree. Mariota. Because not only do I get points, I get two free nights on the concierge level with every type. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of our first hour, but don't go anywhere. We have plenty to get to in the second half of the show, including the Monday night game in Mexico City and former Super Bowl coach Jim Fossil on Dak Prescott. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
5: When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new conference tables and chairs, laptops and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your business is construction and you get a big job that has to be done in record time, you need to get the ball rolling, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy enough sheetrock and lumber, steel, and other materials quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com.
11: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Big Jim and three pancakes for 89 cents.
4: I don't care what you call them, pancakes, flip jacks, flap cakes. The point is, at Burger King, you can get a stack of three of them for 89 cents. What kind of deal is this?
11: Uh, a great one? Fill up on three golden pancakes for 89 cents. This is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get three pancakes for 89 cents. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary.
12: Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products.
13: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the
12: hell are we waiting on?
13: Here are your Hall of Fame voters... Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right.
9: I demand that we have fun.
7: Goose, listen to that. Do you want to go get some snacks? <laughs> <laughs> that was Rex. Rex said, let's go get some <laughs> snacks. Um, <laughs> welcome back to our number two of the Talk of Fame Network. I'm Clark, along with Rick and Ron, and... We're going to be visiting with former Super Bowl coach Jim Foss on this hour. Get his take on Dallas quarterback Dak Prescott, which I'm looking forward to because, really, as we said at the top of this show, there's really no better story in the league right now. I mean, Goose, you live in Dallas. You cover the team. And I think you can make a case for league MVP as well as offensive rookie of the year for Dak Prescott as well as Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, my guess is that Elliott probably would be the more— logical and likely candidate you'd push but I mean, you vote on that award at the end of the year and so do ron and i aren't both in the running at this stage of the year
8: yeah sure Qu- quarterbacks never fall out of the running it's the running backs who force their way into the discussion you know and elliot is doing just that you know as we know quarterbacks always get more credit when a team wins and more blame when a team loses so yes if the cowboys are sitting there at 13 and 3 or 14 and 2 i would expect both elliot and prescott to be among the top four candidates
0: You know, I agree. I like Prescott uh, because he plays the most important position in football, uh, and it's more important today than ever, I think, because the emphasis on passing. And uh, he handles the ball in every play. He's got the pressure of replacing Romo in a town that uh, lost its mind over Romo a long time ago, (laughs) Uh, and he's playing for a coach who's Romo's Bobo, uh, which you know just has to add to the pressure of it all. And I think he's performed well in games where he's played very well, and also late uh, when he had a couple games where he was a little shaky, he still came through in the end. So. I give him a lot of credit.
8: Yeah, I, you know, what Prescott is doing is an under, is a fourth-round draft pick coming out of the blue like this. I mean, when, when Romo went down, you know, we all thought the season was over. And the guy who was supposed to be backup was Kellen Moore. And he got injured in camp. If, if Kellen Moore hadn't gotten hurt, Prescott wouldn't be playing right now. And this team wouldn't be 8-1. and one,
0: You'd be 5-4. So. and four.
8: If that.
7: <laughs> Quarterback gets hurt. Rookie comes out. Sounds like a familiar story. That second year of Tom Brady. Wow. Uh, Kellen Moore, Drew Bledsoe, uh, not quite the same. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, one other thing um, before we leave this. There have been plenty of shots, Goose, who you know, fired at the Cowboys hierarchy, i.e. Jerry Jones, I'm over sure. the years. I mean, for those bad draft picks. But, I mean, Goose, I know we've talked about this before. Ron and I have said, you, you, you've got to hand it to him, don't you? I mean, he or, or they got this one right. I mean, they got a franchise running back, and maybe, just maybe, they found a franchise quarterback in the same draft.
8: Clark and Moore. Their third round pick, Malik Collins, is playing starter minutes as defensive tackle, and their sixth rounder Anthony Brown is on the field on passing downs. You know, two other defenders, second round linebacker Jalen Smith, fourth round pass rusher Charles Tapper, haven't played the season because of injuries. When they get on the field, this draft could be a grand slam.
7: What the heck's going on? Are you running that draft?
8: Uh I Should wish. Be. I wish, yeah. So you're do listening. cowboy
7: fans. Hey, well, hey, Ron is. I mean, as someone who covers the Patriots. I mean, you certainly know something about franchise quarterbacks. Is that not what we're much, looking at? It, at Dak Prescott. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to call him a Tom Brady, but is that, is, is this guy right. going to be uh, well, around for years?
0: Well, I mean, you know, if he keeps going like this, sure. I mean, obviously, it's as we all know, it's way too early to to tell. You know, a few years ago, I can't forget which Jaworski, or one of those. I said Colin Kaepernick was you're going right from San Francisco to Canton with those. It was Jaw's. Wait, exactly. Yeah. So. uh you know, uh, I think a guy like Brady, you know, like Unitas when you were a kid, Clark, in, in, in Baltimore or, or Joe Montana, I mean, those are generational players, you know, they don't come along too often. But, look, if he keeps going the way he's going and he keeps winning the way he's winning and he keeps leading their team to the to the kinds of seasons, uh, some days they may compare him to, to, to Staubach, which in Dallas is, is about as big an honor as you can think of. Another friend of the show, by the way, as I read Yeah,
7: absolutely, that's right. Well, um, neither – Zeke Elliott or Dak Prescott's going to be in Mexico City this coming Monday night, but the NFL will. Yeah, it's returning to Estadio Azteca for the Texans Raiders game. Ron, that's Estadio Azteca. I like it. Bilingual. You know, the, it's the first time the NFL's been back there in 11 years. Uh, and It's part of that international series and guaranteed it's going to play to a huge audience. Um, you know, 80,000, 90,000, I don't know what's going to be there, but the NFL likes that because 80 or 90,000 means a lot of dollars spent or pesos spent on that game. But I want to ask you guys do you like it? And, And I'm not talking about playing in Mexico City. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about regular season games being taken to foreign countries. Goose, you on board with that? Yeah, Clark,
8: I'll be for it when the NFL starts taking home games away from the Cowboys, Giants, Broncos, Patriots, Redskins, and Bears, the big market teams with those big, full stadiums. You know, game day is just a giant ATM machine for them. So what's the NFL do? It takes the home games away from the have-nots, the Bills, Jaguars, Raiders, teams that play either in small stadiums or to smaller crowds. And it's both a disruption and a distraction to a team's regular season routine to play a game on international soil So the have-nots are inconvenience, rarely the haves, and that's not fair. Treat all 32 teams as equal partners. Put all 32 teams in the travel rotation to increase the NFL's footprint, not just a small handful.
7: Ron, I hope you heard that. He called your Raiders the have-nots. He did. He
0: did. We'll see about that. I call them a have. (laughs) Big market, big stadium. I only know two things. I know number one, when Los Benditos play Las Texicanas, I like the Loses over the Lasses whenever it comes to football.
8: <laughs> uh,
0: but I do not like my football games uh, when they count, play, being played outside the United States. I just think it's uh, you know, that's reason enough to build a wall. Uh, but, but you know, but seriously, I, I just. <laughs> You know, most sports they don't take. You know, when when the Premiership comes to the United States, they come to play friendlies in the summertime. They don't bring Man United against uh, Arsenal and and play a league game in in Boston. You know, I mean, it's just kind of silly, and it's all about selling T-shirts. And as Goose points out, bringing those teams that are having trouble filling their stadiums uh, to places like London and now uh, Mexico City. I don't I don't particularly think it's a great idea
7: well you know it's funny when I was looking at the history of these games both of your teams have been there before I mean there was a 1990 I'm talking about Mexico City 1998 preseason game that was played in Estadio Azteca and that game was won by Ron's Patriots were either of you there Goose were you there
8: uh Clark I was not there my exposure to professional games on foreign soil or ice has been restricted to NHL games in Canada
7: Oh, well, that's a good place to have it restricted. Ron, were you there? That's, that's like United States North, Canada. It doesn't even count. You know? <laughs> it, uh, it will be yeah. soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, there's no I, wall
8: there.
7: Actually, right. I
0: was at that game, Clark, and I was also at the first game played in uh, Azteca Stadium on August 15, 1994. Wow. When, uh, wow. Los Petroleros played Los Vaqueros, the Oilers against the Cowboys, won by the Petroleros 6 to nothing in a pouring rainstorm. 112,376 people on hand. And open seating. Ooh. Whoa. Wild Whoa. night. They well, open those gates, look like a
7: stampede. What's that environment like, Ron? I mean, what's, what's it like to be part of that? Is it is it sort of invigorating? Are they excited about football? Because I was over in, over in Tokyo, and they were cheering for the extra points. That's what they liked most. I mean, here I think there's probably more of an appreciation for what's going
0: yeah, on. Yeah. I mean, there were a number of interesting things going on, including apparently this is a staple of, of, of soccer games in Mexico, yeah. and it carried over to the that uh, Petroleros game. Dos Equis are increased in drinking. They urinate in cups and then fire oh. the cups on, on the field. True oh. story. You are there's me. a lot of, I, I remember sitting there thinking, I didn't know what was happening. I said, man, there's a lot of yellow water going out there. It was like the real deal, man.
7: Yeah, so they probably want them to keep away from
0: that if they can uh, going forward.
7: Well, you're talking about Azteca Stadium or, or Oakland Alameda? <laughs> a little both, actually. You're yeah. right. uh, that was good preparation. Raiders yeah. won't even notice the difference. I probably won't. uh, You know, it seems to me like the one advantage here, guys, is at least the one advantage is you're not taking it several time zones away. I mentioned going to Tokyo um, or London, um, and they play preseason games there, and now they play regular season games in London, of course. But the one disadvantage is the NFL thinks, you know, it's uh, numero uno in these places, which, of course, it isn't. Uh, I mean, when they say football, they have something else in mind, guys. It's not NFL, and I, I remember a great story. <laughs> Coach did an international game, and he met with the media afterwards, and they were getting everyone together, and uh, he said, hey, wait, 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 wait. This, this isn't for the foreign press, okay? This is for the guys who cover the team. Uh, until, of course, someone with his PR staff alerted him to the fact that the foreign press was the guys who <laughs> covered the team. They were the foreigners. <laughs>
8: Okay. <laughs> here's here's your list of cities that have hosted NFL games usually in the preseason. Sydney, Australia. Montreal, Toronto, and Vancouver. London, Berlin. Tokyo, and Osaka, Japan. Mexico City, and Monterey. Barcelona, Spain. Dublin, Ireland. And Gothenburg, Sweden. Can anyone remember anything about any of those games, Ron?
0: <laughs> the only thing I can remember about any of those games was was that... <laughs> What's the week of the game in uh, uh, at the the uh, Cowboys and the Oilers? There was a tremendous story in the local one of the papers in Mexico City that a rookie from the Oilers had to pick up the meal one night for, for the, all the players, and they brought the bill, and it was like two million six hundred seventy thousand pesos, and he was like ready to commit suicide until he realized it was like ninety three dollars and twelve cents. But he. he
7: <laughs> well, we're going to find out what the Raiders and Texans can expect by going to Mexico City, and we're going to speak with the embedded press there. Are Ulysses Harada of Primero EDS. <laughs> That's coming up next. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
5: This is Henry Eller, and you're listening to Talk of Fame Network. When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new conference tables, and chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your medical practice is growing fast and you have more patients than you have room for, you need to start, well, making some room, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new exam tables and stools, x-ray machines, and microscopes quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com.
11: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story Big Jim and three pancakes for 89 cents.
4: I don't care what you call them pancakes, flipjacks, flapcakes. The point is, at Burger King, you can get a stack of three of them for 89 cents. What kind of deal is this?
11: Uh, a great one? Fill up on three golden pancakes for 89 cents. This is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get three pancakes for 89 cents only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary.
12: Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai tankless water heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products.
3: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN.
10: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Access.org, Number 3030. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle meanderings.
6: Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then... Wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense.
13: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge.
7: Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what it means when Geico says just 50 minutes can save you 15% or more
0: on car insurance? Means I should have called because I can use the money.
7: <laughs> Smart man. Means everyone should call. So go to geico.com. Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Here, our next guest, uh, Ulysses Harada, is one of the foremost authorities of NFL football in Mexico. He's the editor of the most popular football website in there, primeroidiez.com MX. And his country will be hosting its lone home game this Monday night when Houston plays the Oakland Raiders at Azteca Stadium. That's the first time the NFL's been there in Mexico since 2005 when the 49ers face the Cardinals. Ulysses, como esta? Muy bien. Uh, I'm really glad to be at the show. Uh,
1: it's been a while since last Super Bowl, so how are you been, guys? i
8: doing, doing spectacular. Not as good sure. as you this week, though. Hey, Ulysses, in, in the NFL's last visit to Azteca Stadium, the largest crowd in the league's regular season history turned out at more than 103,000. What's the expect turnout Monday night, and how has this game been received by the locals?
1: Well, I'm going to, uh, you know, as uh, the NFL authorities here in Mexico are saying, we're going to expect the best Monday night game ever. And, well, it's not going to be over uh, 100,000 fans because, you know, the stadium's super a lot of remodelations. are going to be around 85,000 fans at the Aztec- Azteca Stadium. And it's going to be nuts. The tickets went on sale on July, and in 15 minutes they were sold out. Uh, people are really eager to to receive the NFL back here in Mexico because it's been a while, 11 years. Uh, the first NFL uh, game in regular season was held here in Mexico, and then suddenly the NFL went to Europe and forget everything about Mexico. But we're back, and we're expecting to be a really good game because – Thank God we do not have the hours, and we have two really good playoff NFL playoff
0: teams. We know your website does uh, samplings of the popularity of NFL teams, and, and I'm wondering who is the most popular team at the moment in Mexico, and where do the uh, Texans and uh, Los Banditos? Uh, fit on that grid? <laughs> uh,
1: well, the, the most popular NFL teams here in Mexico are the Cowboys and the Steelers. And suddenly, uh, well, actually, in the, with the NFL current situation, I think that the Cowboys are the most popular team because, you know, last week they just beat at the, at the tick of the clock to the, to the Steelers. But... They're really close. There's a lot of NFL fans, over 30 million here in Mexico. We're doing a update to this study that is going to be published uh, during January. But, uh, yeah, the Raiders have the most popular team in Mexico, and I think those numbers are going to get up because, you know, the Raiders were really lousy for 15 years, and all the, all the fans here in Mexico just hang out like every every Raiders fan, and now they're proud, and, and they look like... A contender, no. And uh, I need to, to, you know, to just to to say that during the during the preseason, I made some predictions. And one of my oldest predictions were that the Raiders are going to get to the Super Bowl. They're halfway there. Jankowski was going to be coach this year. That looks really good. And their car is, a, is going to be the MVP. I don't know if I get those right, but it's looking good right now to the week 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 eleven.
7: Yeah. We should have contacted you about predictions for the presidential election. Who'd you have there?
1: <laughs> oh no, 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 no! The pollsters, everyone went wrong, and I, I can tell you, that I was wrong too. So no, I just maybe do not talk about politics. So <laughs> the predictions are number twenty-six on our rankings, and that um, you know it's there. The newest NFL franchise. A lot of Oilers fans went to the to the to the Tennessee Titans. And you know the Texans haven't been this flashy NFL team, except you know when JJ Watt just arrived. JJ Watt is one of the most popular players here in our country, and I think that the the Texans numbers are going up also. That. Yeah, right now it's the 8th most popular team in Mexico against the 26th most popular team. So, But I can tell you something. The crowd on the NFL and the Aztec Stadium is going to show a lot of jerseys and a lot of Steelers, Patriots, 49ers, Raiders, Dolphins, jerseys. So, yeah, it's going to be a wide crowd, but I think the Raiders get the nut for be the home game.
7: We're speaking with Ulysses Harada, PrimeroEDS.com. MX on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame Net. And Ulysses, uh, let's forget about the pollsters for a while. I want to ask you something about yourself. And soccer clearly is the number one sport in Mexico, um, as it is the rest of the world. How'd you get interested in American football, and why?
1: Oh, oh! Let me tell you. Maybe I'm the only Mexican that hates soccer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe I'm the only one. But you know, I found that's why it we love you. So boring. Yeah, I found it so boring. Uh, when I was a little kid, about five, six years old, I started watching the NFL, and my cousins were biggest fan of the sport. So a, one of them is an Eagles fan. The other one is a Chiefs fan, the one that I'm really close. So I love watching the Chiefs in the United, the Marty Sevenheimer Chiefs. So I know everything about being heartbroken and, you know, and, uh, the way of crushing the pig. So, yeah, I grew up being that. Um, I study journalism. And here in Mexico, uh, the coverage of the NFL was really bad so thank god I have internet I started reading uh, and following the games during the final uh, at the end of the 90s early 2000s and we decided to to create this website I and mean, the website is being really really popular we received over 1 million visits uh, in Mexico monthly so that's a lot of NFL fans that want to know about about the sports so yeah and that's that's how I play uh, an NFL fan, and let me tell you something, guys. Each season, I'm less fan of the Chiefs and more fan of the game. So that's
8: it. That's how I became an NFL fan here in Mexico. Yeah, let's use the, the NFL since the 90s has played seven games in Mexico. Mexico City, one, five in Mexico City, one in Monterey. Did you attend any of those games as a fan? I've been on
1: four of those games. Uh, In the first one, I was a little kid, so I haven't been, you know, the Oilers-Cowboys. But the first NFL game I attended was Dan Marina versus John Elwin in 1997, a, a preseason game. With the Broncos, they unveiled the new uniforms, the new logo, and they were gone to the Super Bowl. It was a really cool game. Later, in 2000, I watched Peyton Manning coach the Steelers. And when Peyton Manning wasn't Peyton Manning or Mr. MVP, and it was really cool because, you know, the Steelers tied the game. Uh, well, we're going to tie the game at the end of regulation. They tried to go for two, and they missed. And it was a really cool game. And in 2001... I watched the John Williams Raiders be defeated by the Cowboys. Young Williams all coming back. So maybe during the transmission, he he tells any history of his time in Mexico as coach. And in and in 2005, I was part of the largest NFL crowd crowd at the time, over 100,000 NFL fans, and watched the first. Pass complete by Alex Smith on that game. Uh, on that game, Larry Fitzgerald and Anthony Newton both have 100-yard receiving games, and the uh, and the Cardinals defeated the 49ers on the first Sunday night football outside the U.S. It was an amazing crowd, huge success, and after that, Mexico started expected NFL games each year, but. Never happened until this
7: year. Hey, Ulysses, we got thirty seconds. You gonna be at this game on Monday? You gonna be there? Yes, I'm gonna be
1: there, and I'm gonna. If uh, you want to, uh, you know, a live access from there, sure call me. I'm gonna be there.
7: <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do that. Hey Ulysses, yeah. thanks for the time. Thanks for the All time. Right, and you know what? Best best of luck with those Raiders fans. You're gonna need it.
1: Oh yeah, don't worry. They're, they c- couldn't be worse than soccer fans. I, I'm sure.
7: <laughs> okay. Thanks, Ulysses. Thanks, Ulysses. That was Ulysses Arada, longtime friend of the show. Up next, another familiar voice. That's Jim Fossil. He's going to tell us what he likes about Dak Prescott. This is the Talk of Fame Network.
5: When you're opening a new office location but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new conference tables, chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your business is construction and you get a big job that has to be done in record time, you need to get the ball rolling, which means all of a sudden you're looking to buy enough sheetrock and lumber, steel, and other materials quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com.
12: Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other. Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products.
3: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN
10: call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states nmls consumeraccess.org number 3030
13: this is the talk of fame network on sb nation radio here are your hall of fame voters ron borges rick goslin and clark judge what we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law
7: Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, if you've been listening to us, and we hope you have, uh, there's no more compelling story this season than what's going on in Goose's hometown. That would be Dallas. And what's going on there is we've got a rookie quarterback and a rookie running back with the Cowboys on top of the NFL. Uh, It's a remarkable ride, as we've been talking about, that Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott have the Cowboys on. And really, it's one that we wanted to have our good friend and former Super Bowl coach, that would be Jim Fossil, weigh in on. And he's going to do it here today. Jim, good to catch up with you again. Thanks for joining us.
9: Oh, it's always good to talk football with you guys. I always enjoy it.
7: Well, first things first, Jim. How surprised are you with what Dak Prescott's done, and how do you explain it?
9: Well, I think how you explain it is I've been around some guys, and, you know, let me just put it in reverse. All these quarterbacks that don't make it, the high draft picks, they don't have the leadership quality. They don't apply themselves to the game. And it is not about uh, your physical about to play the game. Now, I've never met Dak. I've watched him play. I admire what he does. But I'll tell you, I guarantee you, the guy went in there, and he probably worked harder than anybody on the team to learn the offense. He studied it, and he studied his opponents, and he's got got leadership qualities. I guarantee you, he's got leadership qualities, and he works at it so hard, he has the respect of the team. And they have confidence in him, and it just all comes together. And he is a talented guy. I mean, he's got a great throwing motion. He's a good athlete. He looks like he's brilliant because he doesn't hesitate. He knows where he's going with the ball, and you have to be able to know where you're going that ball right now. You, a, a rookie quarterback that stands in the pocket trying to find somebody, he's going to get murdered, and you're not going to do very well.
8: Okay, Jim, so, so how does a player of his obvious caliber wind up in the fourth round, the 135th overall selection, in the eighth quarterback in that draft?
9: Coaches and scouts aren't perfect and uh I mean these guys get passed through and when I want a quarterback that's what I always look for with his intelligence and everything else and you know spend some time with him and see his uh what kind of personality he has you know Russell Wilson was the same thing guys when he came in I mean they, they put a lot of money into another guy next thing you know this rookie is starting and he's playing good and so you find quarterbacks that come in and I wanted to know much about their personality and their leadership qualities. And, you know, sometimes you hit and sometimes you miss on it. you never know. And the other thing is, you know, you're looking for a guy that has a lot of self confidence because stepping into the NFL from college is a big, big step. But for a quarterback, it's huge. Cause that game is so much faster. There's so much more to it. And if you don't work at it and you don't have a lot of confidence in yourself, yeah, you won't you won't be what you won't get done what he's doing, no question.
8: Jim, Peyton Manning threw twenty eight interceptions in his rookie year, Matthew Stafford threw twenty, Troy Aikman eighteen. Prescott didn't throw a pick in his first hundred and seventy six passes, which broke Tom Brady's rookie record, and has thrown only two through nine games. How surprising is that type of ball security from any rookie quarterback, much less a fourth rounder?
9: Oh, it's it's unusual, highly unusual. It tells me that, you know, the one thing is, when you've get when you've got to play a young quarterback, uh, and I always did this when I was forced to play one, when, when I put the game plan together, we'd sit down, and he had, he had the pin. And if he didn't like the play or he hadn't been able to run it enough, it got scratched. I mean, the last thing I want to do with a young quarterback is have him not like this play on third and five, and I call it. So he has the power of the pen to get rid of it, anything he wants to get rid of. So he's confident with every you know, every play we put in for the game. He might say, Coach, I haven't had a lot of reps on that play. I don't really like it. It's gone. And so, and then and then, and shrink your, your call list down. Shrink it down. I mean, there's nothing wrong with repeating plays. And if you empower the quarterback that he goes into the game so confident that I got rid of the plays I'm not comfortable with, I know I got a great deal of these, I've chosen them, all that, it just ups it for him, and I think Jason Garrett's done an outstanding job with him to, to, to package him that way. Now, I don't know what his intelligence factor is, the quotient. He seems like a very intelligent guy, and somebody got to him, too, because when, you, when you're talking about a rookie start and saying, hey, buddy, listen, you don't have to win the game for us, okay? You don't have to make spectacular plays. Just be part of the process, and you won't make mistakes because mistakes won't get us beat you don't make mistakes, we're going to win a game, and you're going to look good.
7: Yeah, you're right about that, that he's not making them, I and they're winning a lot of games. Uh, we're speaking with former Super Bowl coach Jim Fossil on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame net. And, Jim, um, a question for you here. I mean, a lot of people still ask. I can't believe this. You know, Dak or Tony Romo. I mean, that, that question to me is long since gone. But my question to you is this. If you were coaching that team, if you're Jason Garrett, How do you present the situation going forward to Tony Romo? I mean, Tony Romo's healthy. He's ready to return. But how do you present the situation to Tony Romo now that he's holding the clipboard?
9: Well, I think that, first of all, hopefully, and I'm sure Jason Garrett. I mean, Jason played for me for five years. I know the guy real well. He's a smart guy, and he has great relationships with the players. Is that he he probably had to walk him down that whole line, the whole thing, and saying that, you know— Uh, What I'm asking you right now is to be a team guy. Be a team guy. And you're going to be back in there at some point in time, but right now this guy is playing so good that if I made a change and you're rusty, you're really rusty. I don't expect you to go back in there and be lighting it up. You're rusty. But if I bench him, put you in, and you're rusty, this whole team is going to think less of me and less of you and we got a real problem on our hands so I need to run it out with this guy and I continue to let you heal up which probably everything is good and and hopefully you can handle that professionally and I think Tony Romo can handle that that
8: way. Jim let's uh, talk about another rookie quarterback Jared Goff he's going to make his first start this weekend he was the first overall pick of the draft he's waited nine weeks for this what are your expectations of Goff?
9: Well, it's a little bit again of uh, what I've talked about in handling a a young guy. And of course, you know, my son's coaching with the Rams. I'm uh, right now, I live about uh, 30 miles away from the Coliseum. I haven't missed a game yet, and I'll be going to watch it. (laughs) But I I think, you know, you got to sit down with him, and I think you got to really let him be part of the game planning. And he's had plenty of time to get some reps. Now, the only thing is the backup quarterback. You know, he doesn't get any reps during the week. He, he's running a scout team, and that makes it hard. So first thing I'd say is keep the game plan simple. Don't overload it. Repeat some plays. Let him be part of the process with it. And you know what? There be, may be some plays that they haven't run that Goff feels really comfortable with, and it will come back out of the archives and say, you know, we want to do this. Or maybe, I don't know, I mean, what? If this guy can throw seams against uh, you know a single safety and he, he's got a cannon for an arm and whistle it in there, put it back in there. Put it back in there. Those two quarterbacks physically aren't the same. They're not. And you got to pick the plays that Goff can do really well and then tell him the same thing. I mean, it's repeat business. And I said this to John Elway and Phil Simms. I tell all these guys, you don't have to win the game yourself, fellas. Okay? You don't have to win the game yourself. Don't Don't... You know, if, if if there's coverage, coverage is there. Give it to the guy in the third row. We live with another day. And just uh, talking through this thing, you don't have to win this game. You, this is not your career. This one game. If if you throw the ball 15 times and complete 13 and we win, hallelujah.
7: That's what the fans are going to be saying Sunday when they see him. Hallelujah! We got somebody other than the Case (laughs) Keenum. That's right. Hey hey Jim, thanks again for the time. We got to run. We'll check in with you next month.
9: Oh, it's always good to be with you guys. Anytime, I love talking to you. Thanks,
7: Thanks, Jim. That was former Super Bowl coach Jim Fossil. Up next, our Renai Game Changer of the Week awards. Plus, Goose is going to tell us what this year's Cowboys have in common with the 1999 Rams? You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
9: Hey, this is Brian Mitchell, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
5: When you're opening a new office location, but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new conference tables, and chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your medical practice is growing fast and you have more patients than you have room for, you need to start, well, making some room, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new exam tables and stools, x-ray machines, and microscopes quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at
4: open.com.
11: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story Big Jim and three pancakes for 89 cents.
4: I don't care what you call them pancakes, flipjacks, flapcakes. The point is, at Burger King, you can get a stack of three of them for 89 cents. What kind of deal is this?
11: Uh, a great one? Fill up on three golden pancakes for 89 cents. This is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get three pancakes for 89 cents, only at Burger King.
3: Limited time only. Price and
11: participation vary.
3: I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%. APR, 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN.
10: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Access.org Number 3030.
13: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. off. We'll talk about playoffs? You kidding me?
7: Not kidding you when I say Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 50 percent or more on car insurance. You know what that means? It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go, guys. Before we get to our night game changers, there was more TV chatter last weekend, as you may or may not heard, uh, suggesting that Jason Witten and Antonio Gates are virtual slam dunks for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So I, I know we've addressed both on this program before, and I have also know that we've addressed the difficulties of tight ends getting into Canton. So let's just put the question like this. Goose, I'll ask you, um, who gets in the hall first? Whitten, Gates, or neither?
8: You know, we're talking at least six years down the road for both Gates and Witten. you know, and by then the Hall of Fame Selection Committee will have so many voting members who have never known the tight end position to be anything but a pass catcher, and they'll wonder how the heck Mike Ditka ever got in with his 427 career catches. So my guess is that one day both Gates and Witten will have busts.
0: God, let's hope not. But uh, I, I would think if it was either one, it's Gates. Uh, to me, he was the more impactful player. Uh, the fact he was a college basketball player uh, kind of made it in vogue again to look at non traditional athletes for the NFL as well. And I think we tend to forget, uh, with the exception of Clark, who covered him, uh, how dominating the guy was uh, when he was at his physical best. I mean, that guy was was something
7: yeah and that's what Rob Gronkowski told, told us last week I mean, he really he schooled himself on anyway we shall see as, as Goose said in about six or seven years so Ron that's when you're going to be heading the NFLPA um, we promise right. you you are our Renei Rene game changer maybe you're heading it now I don't know Renee game changers of the week we have him Goose you're up first let's see what you got
8: I'll go with Miami cornerback Tony Lippett, who made two fourth-court interceptions of Phillip Rivers plus a game-high seven tackles to help the surging Dolphins win their fourth game in a row with that 31-24 victory in San Diego over the Chargers. And the best thing about Lippett and his performance, he's a proud Spartan playmaker. Let me up. Who's your homer of the week, Ron?
0: Uh-huh. My and I, game-changer, is the human pogo stick himself, Denver's Justin Simmons. Boston College graduate, by the way. Notice I said graduated, didn't attend. He graduated. He jumped over the Saints center without touching him. Then he jumped up in the air again to block the extra point, uh, an extra point against the Saints, uh, which Will Lutz returned. And, uh, I mean, Will Parks returned 84 yards for a two-point conversion. It was the difference in the game. The human pogo stick is my game-changer of the week.
7: Well, I'm going with Marcus, guys. Mariota, Peters, doesn't matter. I mean, Marcus Mariota shredded Green Bay's secondary with uh, four TD passes. Marcus Peters forced a last-minute fumble that turned what looked like a Chiefs loss into a Chiefs win over the defending NFC champion, Carolina Panthers, no less, in Carolina. But best of all, you know what I like? Put an end, at least for the time being, to Cam Newton's dab, which uh, is no fad when you're at the bottom of the NFC South. So congratulations, Marcus, both of you. What about Marcus Aurelius? Yeah. Mark Anthony, yeah. Uh, here's a guy who dabs isn't dabbles. It's not Marcus or Mark or it's Goose. It's our doctor dad, A.K. Rick Goslin, to tell us why this year's Cowboys Goose. What you said? What common with the 1999 St. Louis Rams playoffs?
8: Yeah, the vault by the Cowboys from worst to first in the NFC East has been a stunning transformation, but not that unusual of one. Since the NFL went to a 16-game schedule in 1978. There have been 248 teams that have finished in last place of a division. 55 of them rebounded to make the playoffs the following season. But of that 55, only 30 engineered that worst-to-first turnaround, vaulting from the division basement to the penthouse. The 8-1 Cowboys lead the NFC's by two games over the New York Giants. They also have the best record in the NFC. And a -a one-and-a-half game edge over the Seattle Seahawks for the top seed and home field advantage. You know What they have left to accomplish would qualify as unusual, though. Since 1978, only three last place finishers have engineered the ultimate worst-to-first transformation, winning a Super Bowl. The 1999 Rams, the 2001 Patriots, and the 2009 Saints. The parallel to the Rams is a strong one for these Cowboys. Both teams finished in last place with 4-12 records. Both head coaches were coaching for their jobs. And both teams lost their quarterbacks with August injuries and were forced to put the offense into a set of inexperienced hands. Kurt Warner, of course, stepped in for the injured Trent Green in 1999 and steered the Rams to a 13-3 record and that Lombardi Trophy. Now it's rookie Dak Prescott stepping in for the injured Tony Romo and working the same unexpected magic. A fourth-round draft pick, Prescott is on track for a 4,100-yard passing season. He's thrown 14 touchdown passes with only two interceptions. The 2001 Patriots also lost their starting quarterback to injury and turned their offense over to an inexperienced backup named Tom Brady. The 2000 kept their quarterback healthy, but made a greater commitment to the running game, vaulting from 28th in their last place season to 6th in their Super Bowl year. These 2016 Cowboys also made a stronger commitment to the running game, drafting Ezekiel Elliott in the first round. He now leads the NFL in rushing. History has given the Cowboys a roadmap to success. To this point, they've done an admirable job of following it.
7: Well, there's that whistle again, guys. It means we're almost out of time. So, Ronnie, let's get to the two-minute drill. Will the Patriots' season end in failure because of its defensive flaws? <clears throat> only if someone else is going to coach and quarterback them.
8: Only in Boston would going to a sixth consecutive AFC title game
7: be considered a failure.
0: Stefon Diggs has had back-to-back 13-catch
7: games. Is he receiving's next big thing? Nope. He's Minnesota's only thing.
8: He's been motoring along as receiving his next big thing since this 182-yard game in the second week against the Packers.
0: Cleveland goes 0-16. Will there be a parade in Cleveland or in front of Brian Billick's house for predicting it?
7: Uh, not going to be any parade, but there will be a job for Brian predicting the next presidential election.
8: In front, around, and through Brian's house. He's one former coach who's never had, been, never been afraid to pat himself on the back.
0: Browns vice president of football operations says head coach Hugh Jackson's job is safe despite an 0-10 record. Should it be?
7: Yeah, but the others, uh, not so much. Browns keep making bad baseball decisions. You fire
8: coaches for failed rebuilding projects. he have been on the job 10 games. His rebuilding has barely even started.
0: Jacksonville quarterback Blake Bortles has thrown nine, count them, nine pick sixes in two and a half years. Is he colorblind, just blind, or blindsided?
7: Uh, how about overrated and not so good?
8: Let's ask Marcus Mariota. He's had five interceptions and fumbles returned for scores this season alone.
0: Marvin Lewis's Bengals are three, five, and one. Is he trying to avoid another playoff loss?
7: Ah, uh, no. He's just auditioning for his next defensive coordinator's job.
8: Forgot the playoffs. He's just trying to escape the January wrath of Clark Judge.
0: The Patriots had first and goal in the Seattle 2 and ran two quarterback sneaks in a fourth down fade without scoring. Would you have called
7: a slant pass? No siree. I would have given the ball to LeGarrette Blunt four times.
8: Only Pete Carroll would call a slant on the goal line, and you can can see where it got him.
0: Pete Carroll had a seven-point lead with two minutes to play, and instead of kicking the extra
7: point to make it eight, he tried for two and failed. Was he being aggressive or absurd? Absurd. Pete just can't help making bad calls against the Patriots. You know what? Maybe he should hire Brian Dillick. Any
8: chance Pete gets to run it up against one of his old employers, he will.
7: We'd like to thank Jason Taylor, Jim Fossil, Ulysses Harada, and Kevin Acey for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, look for us at this time and on this station next week. We'll be here, and we hope you will be too.
5: When you're opening a new office location but deadlines don't let up, you need to make sure your team can start working fast, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy new conference tables, chairs, laptops, and whiteboards quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com. When your business is construction and you get a big job that has to be done in record time, you need to get the ball rolling, which means all of a sudden, you're looking to buy enough sheetrock and lumber, steel, and other materials quickly. Business cards from American Express Open can give you buying power to help cover the big purchases you need to make when you need to make them. Find out how American Express cards and services can help prepare you for growth at open.com.
12: Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other. Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Welcome to GEICO's Motorcycle meanderings.
6: Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to GEICO. I scored some big savings and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? GEICO Motorcycle. Savings that make sense.